Hello, Darklings, and welcome to another episode of The Open Book. Today we're going to be discussing three-dimensional characters as compared to 2D ones. And the reason why I'm so excited about this episode is just because a lot of good things have been happening today. It is my birthday, so that's a positive. And some really cool things happened in my personal life. And I obviously want to have joy so that I can have a joy in both the positive and the negative side of life. Because that's what really gets you through life as a person. Um, but still, I'm definitely enjoying the fact that I have a positive at this current moment. And I thank God for the fact that I'm able to do that. Um, but back into the writing subject, because what I just kind of ranted on has very little to do with writing. Um, although it is a good thing. Uh, I think a good start to explaining the difference between a 3D and a 2D character is just why they refer to that as 3D and 2D. Um, a flat square has no depth. Um, there's nothing more to it. It's just what you see on the surface. Um, as compared to a 3D cube, which has depth, it has parts of it you can't see without having to turn it and makes a few changes. Um, and I think that's a really good explanation of a 2D and a 3D character. Um, a 3D character just has generally more personality. It feels like a real human being. I think that's what people love about them so much. Because you don't have to be a likable person to be somebody with depth. Villains can have depth. Heroes can have depth. You don't have to be somebody special, really, for that to be the case. Um, apologies for some things you may hear in the background. I'm obviously still in college, as some of you may have heard over on my blog. But anyway, I think it's extremely important for us to have both positive and negative qualities when it comes to writing a 3D character. Because that's what people have. Everybody has positive and negatives. Even the worst people in the world have positives and negatives. Uh, I think a good example in more recent writing, because technically film is writing too, because somebody wrote the script, I think a really good example in this was in the Batman movie The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. And a lot of people wouldn't really be able to think of a positive for him. But think about it. He was an absolute genius in everything that he did. Absolutely genius. Like, beyond genius. But yeah, he was a complete psychopath. And that's why I think it's so important, because he had a depth. He had a backstory. He had a reason for the things that he was doing. He wasn't just pure evil. He, uh, he had a tormented backstory. And you don't really know which one it is, because he has multiple backstories. But he has a reason for the things that he does. He has... An alibi. He has um, a depth to his character. He has these different sides of him, um, and it almost makes you kind of feel for his character, um, depending on which story you want to believe of his. And so that's why I absolutely I just love the Joker. And you feel bad for saying that because he's the Joker and he's supposed to be evil and he's a villain, but yet you love everything about him because he's such a three D character, even though he's a villain. And I think that's why people just loved that movie, but people just ate it up because of that. And he felt like a real person, even though he was so disturbing and wanting to make everybody look like him and his disturbed state. Really, some of the best advice I got when it comes to writing was to write people and not characters. And what that means, really, although that may seem very simple, it's actually very complicated. And that's because people are complicated. Because nobody... I can really say at least nobody besides God himself is 
perfectly one-sided. Um, God is perfectly good, and we as humans just are not. We have a very good side to us, and we have a very bad side to us. And I think that's what makes us just human, really. And if you're going to be writing a character, you cannot make them completely one-sided, because nobody is one-sided. Uh, everybody, as I was saying earlier, they have their positives and they have their negatives and they have their quirks about them. And if you're going to write a person, you have to be able to give them a reason for the things they're doing because people, as a general rule, at least in their mind, what they're doing is logical. I don't think anybody um, does things completely illogical unless they're psychopath. And even a psychopath has some reason for the things that they're doing. So it's so important to have somebody with a backstory to what they're doing. A villain, it's super important for them to have a backstory because you want to be able to um, relate with them because you want to be able to relate to any character. Otherwise, it, if they don't feel relatable, then they're not really that human, really. You want to be able to relate them on some level. Um, even the good guys, you got to have a backstory for, obviously, because you don't just become good. Uh, you have to have something that's driving you to be good because of ourselves i would i'm of the mindset that humans are not good by nature i'm wow i'm starting to sound kind of like a, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to sound kind of like charles um but i don't think humans are good by nature i really don't and so if they're good or if they're bad um they have to have something that's driving them towards that uh, whether it be their religion or something that happened to them as a kid that's so ingrained in their mind that I'm not going to be bad, I'm going to be better than that, and I'm going to do this good thing until it kills me and makes me drop dead of exhaustion. And that's just something that relates to the human spirit, because the human spirit is so incredible, because you can't stop it. If it really wants to do something, you cannot stop the human spirit. That's that's what people love about the good guys. They they are unstoppable. So people like about Batman, really, because take away his suit and his martial arts ability, and Batman is just a guy with a very, very strong will to keep on doing what he's doing. And, as I said, you gotta have a backstory. And his backstory is that he watched his parents die in front of him. And that messes you up in the brain. And for him, it kind of did it in a good way. There were some very negative aspects to that, obviously. Um, his head is a little bit skewy because of that, but it also, um, put in his brain, I am never going to be like the guy who shot my parents. Never going to be like the guy who shot my parents. Um, so, yeah, give your characters a backstory. Give them a good, solid reason for the things that they're doing, for why they are the way they are. Um, I think another very important part of writing 3D characters is giving them their own little quirks. Um, like one of the things that I did with a character named Yasa, um, she just doesn't shut up. <laughs> that's, that's her quirk. She, uh, she doesn't really stop talking. She just kind of goes on, and that's, that's what's really funny, because she and her brother are so completely different. He, uh, he just kind of does, like, one-liners, or, like, a grunt or something, and then she just kind of goes on these, like, long run-on sentences. She'll be just like, and she just keep going. And that's what makes them so completely different people. And it's, it's really fun to write that. Um, and for Rook, who's one of my favorite characters to write for, um, he has all of the things that you need to be human. He has a backstory for why he does the things that he does, um, which you're going to be learning out about a little bit later. Um, and some of the things are still going to be secretive because you don't want to give out everything away. Nobody really knows everything about anybody. 
Um, he has a reason for the things that he does. He has he has his quirks, like his uh, Peruvian accent, which I based off the Scottish one from Glasgow. Um, he has uh, his not-so-great quirks. Um, he curses a lot. He swears a lot. Um, I really want to explain the cursing thing. I think all people were really confused by that when I last said that. Um, when I say cursing, I don't mean that you're going to be reading uh, the F-bomb in the book. Um, I still have my own uh, reasons for doing that. Mainly it's because I try to avoid curse words myself, and I would feel awful to be writing a character that is doing that. But with Rook, it's important because that's who he is. And so the way that I get around that without destroying my morals um, is I actually will have random things happening uh, when he's about to swear like a, like a giant like horn going off or something when he's about to blow the F-bomb or something like that. Um, and so it's, it's just really important to have the positive and negative quirks. Uh, and the final thing that I want to finish this off on is to have them changing. Because everybody changes at least a little bit as a human being. You never stay the exact same as you were from a baby, otherwise it's just really strange in the brain. I think you may have a mental disorder if you just stay the same as you were from a baby. Um, you, lear you obviously learn things. You learn to talk, you learn to walk even as a child. You learn uh, things about the human race in general, even if you don't think about it at the time. Um, but people change. Uh, some people who were good before will change into the worst people, and some people who were terrible before can change into the best. Um, as a Christian, I can think of this example very well. Um, Paul the Apostle, and not everybody knows about him because not everybody has my same Christian background, but Paul the Apostle is an extreme example of, uh, of character development. Um, he starts out as this person who is completely against uh, Jesus of Nazareth and all his followers. He's very devoted in his religion to Yahweh. Um, not saying that Yahweh does not exist, obviously Yahweh, Father God. Um, but basically, he is completely against the figure of Jesus of Nazareth. He's killing his followers whenever he can. He's just ruthless against them because of his devout love for God the Father um, and his disbelief in God the Son. And so he does all this, and then he has this encounter with God, and um, after that, it completely changes because he finally believes that um, Jesus Christ is God the Son, and so that changes his view on life completely. And so he does have a very different change. He's actually supporting um, Christ rather than trying to kill all of his followers. And that's just an incredible change. And your characters can have that too. Um, probably not in the religious sense, as with Paul. Uh, but everybody changes, at least a little bit. Uh, I know that a lot of my characters have a very drastic change. Uh, I know one character in particular, he is so messed up in the brain because of things that happened to him when he was younger. But through the course of the story, he starts to be able to see things from a different light. And through a certain encounter, he finally begins to realize, you know what, maybe all the things that I've thought before are wrong. And maybe it's time for me to start doing something different. Uh, and you just don't always have to be as drastic as that. It doesn't have to involve an encounter all the time. But 
it is just generally important for you to have like some kind of change, even if it's small, even if it's very, very, very gradual and has no sudden encounter where boom, everything changes. And obviously in the, in the encounter, everything does not change instantly. He still has to develop as a human being. He or she. I'm very sorry. I'm being kind of general, gender specific. Uh, but yes, those are the three things that are involved with character development. There is uh, the depth, the quirks, and the change, whether it be good or bad. I hope that this helped you in some way, and have an excellent, excellent, excellent weekend. See you next time. As always, it is time for recent reads, and honestly, I don't have an especially very, very recent read because I haven't finished uh, American Gods. I've been so lazy about that. But as for a pretty somewhat recently read, was actually I reread The Hobbit, and if you've seen the movie, it's a lot different, um, but I don't necessarily think it was always in bad ways. So even though it may be considered a child book, I would definitely suggest you read it. Lots of action, adventure, very interesting, and obviously very 3D characters. So, have an excellent weekend, and I hope to see you next week on The Open Book. Au revoir.